In over 10 years of going to shows, I've met some really interesting people along the way. Folkies, metalheads, old school punks, sweetheart singer-songwriters, and everyone in between. I figured now was as good a time as ever for me to share their stories. Conversations about music where no genre and no topic is off-limits. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Hello possums, welcome back to All My Friends Are In Bar Vans. It's David James Young here. How are you? I hope you are doing incredibly well on this day of days. Huge thanks once again to Hannah Band last week for sharing the love around, getting some really, really cool and positive responses to uh, my podcast with them. Was super stoked on how that turned out. And of course, there is plenty more to come. So many more cool tales. So many more cool people telling them. Of course, we have Newcastle Month in the month of May. It's all Newcastle, all month. You are going to love it. I guarantee it. Only a few quick plugs to get through this week. If you are listening to it on the day it comes out, on Thursday, April 16, and you are in Wollongong, I suggest getting down to Radbar to check out Nance. N-A-N-T-E-S, the Sydney duo who have been out of the limelight for a couple of years, but they are back with a new EP of jaunty indie pop slash post-punk. Also, if you're in Sydney, they are playing on Saturday at Newtown Social Club. So, two chances to see Nance while they are on tour. Uh, This Friday, April 17, Columbus from Brisbane are in town. They are playing a show at the Captain Cook Hotel in Sydney on Friday night with Jacob. And they are also playing on Saturday night at the Hamilton Station Hotel with Safe Hands. So some friends of the show getting involved with a tour from Columbus. So uh, definitely worth checking out if you're in either of those areas. Saturday's a big one. We've got Record Store Day. So regardless of whether you are hitting up a show or not, get along to your local record store and show them a bit of love. I've got two Record Store Day events that I would like to particularly recommend. Uh, One is in Wollongong for Music Farmers. Music Farmers have just moved to a new spot up the road from the Grand Hotel, which is a lot easier to get to than their previous location in Crown Lane. And it's it's looking really cool from what I've gathered. So uh, definitely get along and check out what's happening at Music Farmers from about 4pm, Shining Bird and Hockey Dad are both going to be playing sets, and it's completely free. So uh, definitely get along if you're in that area. Two great bands and a great, great record store. Uh, If you're in Sydney, Beat Disc is the place to be. Well, Beat Disc is normally the place to be, but especially on Saturday, there will be store-wide discounts on CDs, vinyl, DVDs, everything that you can think of. And then that night there will be a show featuring Kiri from Brisbane, Ted Danson with Wolves, and 
Blossom Mackenzie King, who you may know from her work in Palmer Grasp or her work in Free Boots. Uh, you just might know Blossom from going to shows. She's a lovely, lovely young lady, and she has some great songs on her own accord. So definitely recommend getting along to check that out. If you're in neither of those areas, you're a bit closer to the inner west, Jura Books is the place to be, where uh, last week's guest Hannah Band will be playing a set. They're going to be joined by Propeller, Rort Menace, and Rather Be Dead. I should clarify, that's Rather Be Dead from Canberra, and not the Rather Be Dead that features our former guest on the show, Chris Kearns, uh, currently a fat guy wears Mystic Wolf shirt. I guess there aren't enough band names to go around. I guess we've got to kind of reduce, reuse, and recycle. (laughs) If it works for you, I suppose. Anyway, uh, also on Sunday, Kiri will be back in Sydney, and they are playing a show at Blackwire Records with We Lost the Sea, Sweater Season, and Zounds. That will all be taking place at about 3 o'clock. We'll be done by about 7 what have you got to lose? It's a fantastic lineup, and it will be a lovely way to spend your Sunday Arvo. Groovy. Today on the show, we've got Jules Rosenbergs. Yes, the king himself, lead guitarist of the Bennies. You may also know him from his time in bands like Gun Runners and Kimbo. Uh, he is also just a genuinely lovely guy. As long as I've known him, he's always been warm and friendly and inviting. And as soon as I asked him whether he would be interested in doing this, he was immediately responsive, was all for it. We weren't originally sure if we were going to be able to do this, but I rocked up early. Jules saw me and said, have you got your recorder here? I said, yes. And he said, well, let's do it right here, right now. We picked ourselves up a table out the front of the factory, and we shot the shit for about half an hour, just before the bands started. So it all worked out. But uh, yes, (laughs) as a result, this is one of the noisier uh, podcasts that we've done. There's a, a lot of background noise and a lot of chatter in and around what we're talking about, but... You can you can discern it. You can definitely pick up what we're putting down. There's a lot to get out of this podcast, and I'm really, really excited that Jules was game for it. So, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Jules Rosenbergs. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I would like to introduce you to my friend Jules Rosenberg, aka King Jules. It's nice to be here David, thank <laughs> you very much for being, uh, like, let me on your show. Hey, absolute pleasure, thank you for being had. <laughs> Cheers mate, high five. Hey, there yeah. we go, I think that's the first time we've ever recorded a high five on the podcast. Lovely. Yeah. Starting a revolution, man. That's what you're doing. Hopefully, one it's, high five at a time. One high five at a time. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we are in the surrounds of the Factory Theatre in Marrickville, where we are very, very, very close to a yet another sold-out show on the uh, the Whirlwind Benny's tour at the moment. I can only imagine these shows have just been absolutely crazy for you guys, man. 
Absolutely. No, no, it's been, it's been like people have come out and supported us in a rather enthusiastic fashion, which yeah, we, are, yeah. we love, and they're looking after themselves and they're dancing, which is cool, you know? I, I think if you can take away from a show, nobody got hurt and everybody danced, exactly. then I think you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, and no one got hit and there was no violence and cops didn't rock up. Cops can rock up to bust people, right, which is uncool enough, but we don't yeah. want anyone getting hurt. Absolutely not. That's that's very, very low priority at a Benny show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if I've learned anything, yeah, you guys have your priorities right. It's like everyone having fun at the top, yep. no one no one getting arrested, you know. We live, we live in a world of no shit dance moves. <laughs> it's a good world to live in, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you've spent the last three or so years uh, as the guitarist for the Bennies, but when we met for the first time, you were, uh, you'd gone from being uh, the sole guitarist in a, in a one-guitar band to being a guitarist in a three-guitar band. You were playing with the Gunrunners at that right. point. Uh, uh, and still am. We're just sort of like hibernating at the moment. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, Everyone in the band... Uh, you are right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went from a three-guitar fast punk rock band to yeah. a one-guitar, like, reggae punk psychedelic doom scar metal band from hell yeah <laughs> I like that you've memorised that entire tagline uh, yeah muscle memory at the moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, uh, the Gunrunners and uh, your time with that band so basically I was washing my car one day where at my parents house right and my neighbour was a guy called Cam uh-huh. and he was like jamming in his living room yeah and he said oh we need a guitarist and so I put down the soap suds and like grabbed my guitar from mum and dad's place and went next door and that was the birth of the Gunrunners like the guys I've known since they were like teenagers and stuff yeah, grew up together sort of thing simple as that yeah it was, um, it was really really pivotal time like, yeah. I can imagine alright so let's go back a little bit further yep. uh, so uh, born and raised in Melbourne mm-hmm. what kind of inspired you early on to, uh, to get into playing guitar and to get into playing music initially I didn't want to Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I had a uh, plastic... Is there, is there, like, a sliding doors situation? No, no, no. Nothing as cool as that or any fucking serendipitous sort of, like, <laughs> No, <shit>. right. <laughs> um, no, what happened was, like, I was strumming a classical guitar at my folks' home. Right, right? yeah. And my mum heard me playing, and then she fucking got me lessons without me knowing. Oh, really? Yeah, and then yeah, I, right. I kind of had to do it, and at first I didn't want to play at all, like... Oh, in no, fact, I yeah. fucking hated it. Like, Lessons yeah. are so uncool, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, no, just having to do shit as a kid. Like, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be cool, man. Like, Yeah, exactly. It just, just comes across as a drag, doesn't it? The irony is, the irony is, like, now, like, she gave me the keys to the guitar. Mm. And she said, do, do with it what you will. But she didn't know that the guitar is a fucking cool mistress. <laughs> and... It can take you anywhere, and it's like it's the reason we're speaking now. And like, well, the flamenco acoustic guitar is cool. Yeah, I, I couldn't play. I played it till I had a blister on my thumb, and then my brother, who may be here tonight, he could vouch for this. I, I got my first electric at like probably about eleven. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I was playing acoustic like a shit nylon string, and um, I didn't play it, man. I wasn't practicing. I wasn't doing any shit, and, he's, yeah. and he wanted to sell it to his mate. And uh, he said, like, can I sell you a guitar? I said, no. He said, well, you don't fucking play it. And that was where I started playing. Oh, right. Yeah, reverse so psychology like, kind of came yeah. in. Yeah, and then it was like I started my first band at 13. Like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So at that age, like, who was on your wall? Like, who were you guys back then? Like, what inspired All you? All right, that big time um, would have been, like, like, looking back, there was definitely, I had a Joey Ramone, Joey Ramone poster. Yeah. Like, because they'd played, it was like, 
around that time that was like the 95 big day out oh, and yes, ran yes, yes, to it um, I was into Sonic Youth. Dookie was a huge fucking thing. Like that yeah, was yeah, yeah. kind of like one of my first concerts was seeing the, that that tour. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so talk us through your first band. Tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Right. We're called Thrush Bunny. Thrush Bunny. Yeah. How on earth do you land on a name like Thrush Bunny? The guy I played with, my, the first drummer I played with, my best friend Neil. He played in a marching band, like a pipes, okay. pipes and drums band. Yeah. And he, we bought, we bought his drum kit from the salvos and it didn't even have a whole kit he had like a crash and he didn't have a hi-hat to work we taped it together so it would like look like a that's punk as fuck yeah, and he used to play in moccasins and a faux um mick dundee leather jacket and if you go from there like uh, the second band was when i was like 14 15 i played in the scar band called the scar rotoms oh right yeah. yeah i used to hang out with a dude called um Adrian and Ferg. Yeah, we used to go down to the like. He, he, Ferg could play double bass, and he could also play bass. And he was actually the first musician I met. So like, no shit. And um, that was a, that was the second band, but that that led into the third band, which didn't. Well, actually, it was like the rudimentary form of a band I was in called Fist, Fisted by Midnight. Fisted. By... Man, these are such incredible names. I'm surprised they didn't last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was just like learning to be in bands, you know, like your first dream, your first gig. It's like just to get it out of the bedroom or the. I remember like getting our first rehearsal space oh, wow. and going yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, "This is a, a big this one, is a fucking it? step," you know. Like we're getting pro with this shit, and then being in the rehearsal space, like, fuck. Imagine playing an sh- actual show with actual people who aren't our friends. Oh, so there were all these bands, but you hadn't actually played a show at this we had, point. You know, we had, well, we'd, we'd played house parties badly. We had covers that were shit. <laughs> what like, kind of covers were you doing? Fuck, I reckon one of them was Happy Little Vegemites. <laughs> no shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, back to that, that, that somehow was cool. Yeah, yeah turn it into ironic thing, yeah. You can make anything work. Oh, well, that's what we were doing. Like, that, and, um, like, we were sort of enamoured, like, in the 90s. God, that fuck saying that, like that. But, like, there was this sort of, like, idea that a cover band was, like, you know me first in the Gimme Gimme's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like you, take a, you take a fucking cover and then you play it really fast and then you can do that so we would try to do that but it would never sound half as polished or have the chops or have any of the vocals or like, there's always shit like but so it's, it, it always sounds great on paper though doesn't it mm. <laughs> that's why we were doing it like yeah yeah it's like it made us feel fuck it was really like it made us feel like we were in a band yeah sure because like we didn't know how to do it yeah. <laughs> so, when did we get to the first quote unquote proper show? First quote, Fisted by Midnight. Right. And, okay. um, and I was like, we, uh, I remember hassling Dave Collins at the Art House. Okay. Was there. Oh, wow. And so, the like, first show it, was at the Art House. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we got it on video somewhere. Oh, fantastic. And when you could smoke in there. And, um, like, yeah, I hassled Dave for a Wednesday night. And um, <laughs> he gave us a Wednesday night. And so, like, yeah, we played our first show there. And then that was, it kind of kicked off working it out but we're not I wasn't from the city it's from the suburbs right yeah 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 so so whereabouts south east Wheeler's Hill okay yeah 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 so like it's actually 45 minutes 35 k's from the city right so like there's not they've only got beer barns pokey venues you don't have any venues no and and you don't even have rehearsal we had to drive like half an hour to get to rehearsal. So head to rehearsal yeah. space, yeah, sure. And then we'd come back and smoke joints at, um, like, anyone's parents' house or some shit like that or whatever was going on. Oh, the and parents that, were cool with that? 
Um, well, they don't have to know. Oh, that's yeah. also true. I mean, yeah, we just put it under the radar, but that was definitely... Yeah, that was 2000. That's when early we started. Early 20s? Wait, wait, yeah, early 20s. Like, uh, like uh, no, I was in my 19. Like, All right. So when we could actually play that. like a proper venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so when did you, when did the touring start coming into practice? Was that through Gunrunners or were you kind of touring? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 actually that was like all Gunrunners because it wasn't long after that that I'd met like the guy, like I'd joined the band or like we made the band. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then uh, stages in like development, but like what we did, what like yeah, interstate, our first interstate journeys and stuff like that, that was that band. Like, yeah. So first time to Brisbane, first time to Sydney, first time to Adelaide, never went to Perth with the band. In fact, the venues are the only band I've ever been in that even considered for. Yeah, right. Like, it, didn't, it would cost too much. It yeah, of course. Numbers. So what were those initial experiences like, you know, playing in these entirely new places to entirely new people? Fantastic. Because it was all a win. You know, it's all, it was all victory. Like, it was, yeah. all, it was all, like, who cares if no one turns out we made it into state? And it still is, like, largely that attitude. Like, there are no bad crowds. It's just giving up. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, oh, there's no one here. I play, like, to me, like, the worst gig would be... And there'd been a couple when everyone's depleted and driven a long way. Yeah, yeah. Every now and again, feeling like, it, fuck, man, like, that was a waste of time. And it, and it hurt, like, the... Hurt, hurt, it hurt, like, took time off. We did all this sort of shit. And it, and it just... We were just fucking tired. Yeah. But in the same time, I was in the Gunrunners. I started a band in 2004 or five called Kimbo. Okay. Which was um, a country punk rock band. Yeah, right. Yeah, not 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 folk punk. Like it was like a, a pretty aggressive kind of like punk rock band with a me and a, a, a woman Anna, who's a fantastic singer in her own right. Was she was the front woman, and I was the front man. And, yeah, like, yeah. So we did a lot of tu- we did heaps of touring in that band as well. What kind of happened with Kimbo? Was that just a you know was it a side project thing? Did you no, ever that, consider it doing like a full time sort of thing? That, that was the third phase of. Um, that was the third band. Right. And that was where, like, we learned... I learned the most. Right. We had this tour, a fateful tour that went from um, Toowoomba. Played with Guttermouth and Toowoomba at a, like, freezing gear. Oh, Jesus. And we Just drove... saying I played with Guttermouth is always a bad start, no, it was, it? We, we didn't really meet him or anything, but we drove all the way... I'm, I'm actually pointing upwards right now. <laughs> we went all the way down from Toowoomba to, to Adelaide, and we drove and played everywhere in between. Oh, man. That would have been grueling. I can only imagine. Well, we weren't anyone. So, like, yeah. it was, like, really... That, that, that's the long drives. No one gave a fuck about us. And, and it was cool, but it was, like, that was actually, like, okay, this is what this sort of life is like, you know? Yeah, no it's listened. a bit of a, a, bit of a harsh reality yeah, at some point, isn't it? Yeah. Was like, it told, there was no... The only real, reality was there's no one here. Yeah, you know, and that was most most shows. Like, you know, it's like you know, so you, we did that. We wound up in Adelaide, and then we got back, and we had plans for a second album. We got a um, first album called um, Larger Than Life. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you can track it down, it, it's kind of cool. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, I oh, know it is. It's totally out there. I got reckon there's 500 CDs fucking under someone's bed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Might be used as landfill now. You never know. <laughs> but that was that that whole there was like five years of like Gunrunners and Kimbo and I was doing uh, double rehearsals so like I was rehearsing three or four nights a week yeah. I, I was working as a removalist oh okay and um just like 
I finished at RMIT doing uh, sound production. Yeah. And we felt like we were winning, man. Like, we were record, rehearsing in a place called Cutthroat uh, Studios in North Melbourne, where a guy had his throat slit on the corner. That's why oh, it's called Jesus. Cutthroat. Yeah. yeah, wow. It was, in a shit part of, it was a shit part of Melbourne under the freeway. <laughs> kind of like the Fight Club house. Hectic. Yeah. So, was it at a point where, like, something had to give? Like, was it becoming too much to do those two bands at once? Or? Nah, uh, you know what? There, there, there is a side story to this, okay. which is the reason why the Gunrunners have three guitars. Right, okay. So, like, it did, I was like, I was going out with this girl at the time, and shit was coming to a head, like, it's just sort of flat out, and I loved it, but, like, not every, it's a classic story of any fucking person who's in, in the arts. Yeah, sure. Fuck music just in the arts. And, like, I, I said to the band, I said to Gunrunners, I said, look, I've got, like, because I was a chief writer in Kimbo, I'm like, probably can't play in this band like I'm second guitarist or first guitarist or whatever and so like went one one week I mean they, they found a replacement guitarist a guy called Brad Fulton plays an outright yeah 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 I know right? Brad and so shout out to Brad if you listen yeah yeah we had my final gig at the SB basement we like introduced Brad and the, after that gig I'm like said to the dudes I don't want to quit the band because Brad's a rad dude and I love this band with three guitars <laughs> yeah and everyone was like you don't want to I want to leave. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna stay. I'm just gonna push through. Fuck it. Like, and so the Gunrunners gained a band member, and I effectively, as a quitting member, only missed one rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's like the shortest break I've ever. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at what point did did the Gunrunners start kind of like winding down? Because yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been a uh, while since we've uh, heard from the Gunrunners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, it was it was kind of a we lost our drummer. Right, yeah. Um, drugs don't defeat rock stars. Many people may say that, like that drugs claim our heroes, but no more than a nine to five job. And and valid, also very and, valid. And also like uh, Ty, who's a fucking legend, like sticks. He had his own artistic pursuits and stuff. And so like he was like, hey, dude's like probably gonna just do something different. I want to try something else. At that same time, Nick has Tigers. Brad yeah. had outright, and I started in the Bennies. Yeah. And there was a natural well let's just like don't stop playing dudes because we all want like the worst thing is dudes stop playing. Yeah. So like everyone just sort of like disbanded but didn't leave each other. And so what happened was we all went into side projects in inverted commas. Yeah. And yeah. Um, actually joined real bears. <laughs> quote unquote real yeah, bands. Yeah yeah, 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 So, yeah, that of course leads us to present day where you are now playing in the yeah. Bennies. You're not their original guitarist. At some stage, I went through like a pretty big breakup with a ex girlfriend of mine. And, Is this uh, the same one? No, nah, yeah. different. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm no fucking player. Yeah. But, like, like, no, it was a, it was a long term relationship. Right, like, four yeah. Years. yeah. Sure. And um, I went back to uni. Okay. And so I was getting a coffee at uni the one semester that I went. <laughs> and I ran into Auntie and I was like, yeah, I'm looking to start like a band that people can dance to. But I've got sick of like the macho shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's just gotten old with me, like, you know. And um then I got a call from Auntie like a month later saying, Hey, you wanna try out for the band? Like things like we need a guitarist for whatever reason. And so I went in there and it was really fucking cute because and I used to work here because, like, I really, I know that, like, we played their fundraiser, the Gunrunners played their fundraiser. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, And I've, I've known Anthony since he was in the Vaginals. Uh, my band played with him, and, like, right, so there's yeah, this yeah, yeah. constant, yeah, yeah. you, 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 you're kind of not mates, but you're not, you, 
you're familiar, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I ended up trying out and writing Sensi Me. You know the song on Rainbows? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was written in the, my tryout. So you just came up with the riff then and then? Yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, we, wrote, we wrote a song together. And then I went away going, oh, that went all right. And they I they didn't try anyone else out. I don't know if they lied or whatever. But, um, yeah, they ended up, we just, we were in, that was how the band, like, this band, this incarnation got together, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've been with the band for a few years now, and obviously it's, it's gotten to strange new levels. Uh, weird, like it's, weird it's new levels. Un- unbelievable, like, what you guys have managed to achieve in the last few years, like, um... Yeah, what, what have been a, a few highlights for you personally, like, through that time, since joining the Bennies? The Bennies, so, like, the fourth band I've been in now. Yeah, yeah. Um, first band I've been overseas with. Okay. So, like, a few months into being in the band, I did my first national tour ever, like, with Smith Street, Young Drunks Tour. Oh, and yes. And on the music industry. Yeah, yeah. That, ha- that, that, that really, really, that's, it's always the first. I think that's the... the there's been a lot of beautiful things that can happen and manifest themselves, but like that really solidified a lot of my decisions in past bands, like yeah. you know, and like doing it and like seeing, oh shit, you don't have to actually beat your head against the wall, like right, meet the right people, play the right songs, like make songs from your heart. Like I don't know, like I was always doing that, but it was always weird. It never worked out. Yeah, and they're the first. Will used to open for Kimbo like on the floor, like yeah, like, right, right. So yeah. that's even trippier. But anyway, like yeah, fucking, we, like, yeah, we uh, we had Will on the podcast a few weeks ago, and you know he uh, he talked through you know what happened in Byron, and you know that obviously would have been a, a big turning point for you. Well. Oh yeah, no, that 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 was totally fucking weird, man. Like yeah, basically all that did to my spirit was work out that like a having a commitment to your heart, like people feel it and yeah. like great music can be made from it and for myself like it was like it put a flag in the ground and said like what do you what do you want to do do you want to play music or do you want to fucking play guitar yeah yeah you know do you really want to do this like and like questioned it for about a minute and I was like <laughs> fuck man it's going to play guitar and even that is weird because High Rider the song that got our first song on Triple J. Yeah, yeah. Right, if, I, if I'm doing the chronology correctly. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was written when I had um, my arm all bandaged up and I was like, remembered some of the warm-up shows and like, oh, fuck, wouldn't it be cool if we played this song? And then I took the riff to the guys and the guys made the song and the song somehow made the airwaves and it kind of, after we made Rainbows in Space, that was another thing. Like, let's make the fucking album because you never know what album's going to be your last. Because yeah. I, I didn't have a say in the accident, or not accident, but like, you know, I didn't. The incident. The yeah. incident. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so we took, like, as the Buddha say, the great work. You take a negative and you make a positive. Right. You don't, you don't whinge. You, you, you supply the world with a, an answer to your misfortune. And that was your answer. And that was it. Yeah. Fantastic, man. That's a really beautiful sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, you know, you guys have just gone from strength to strength, and I've gone from seeing you play to, like, you know, 20 people in Wollongong to, like, you know, just a couple of weekends ago at Soundwave, where it was just thousands of people all in the, all in the fucking shed, it's, you know, just it's watching crazy, guys. Yeah. It's, that, I can only imagine, you know, Soundwave is, like, probably the biggest shows you guys have done, and, yeah, yeah it's, exactly, like, exactly. A, a really, really unique experience for you guys. It's really, really weird in that I don't think there'd be anyone who doesn't dream of doing sort of big bestie shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But I know that, at least with the Bennies, 
Yeah. We always thought that given the chance to get on a big stage, playing bastardised version of like all things Scar, yeah, might go down all right. And never thought we'd actually get an opportunity to do it. Yeah. But we did. And I don't know. Like, it just seems like for whatever reason, I don't want to question it. I don't even want to analyse it. But people that are getting behind us, you know, like I mean, maybe it is. Like the dudes did a lot of hard yards before I joined the band, man. Like, yeah, yeah. They like spent like three years or four, three years, four years, and made an album, two albums. Yeah. For me and like they, we were on the same path. Like we both, we all know what it's like to play to no one. We all know yeah. when gigs are shit. Got and, that understanding. Like, yeah, yeah. And so something happened when we all joined that like it's like fuck. We all, it was like critical mass. Yeah. And somehow fuck, and I don't even know why. It's us. Like why is it a, like fucking. Uh, Grenadiers <laughs> or Union Pacific like you know like why isn't it fucking um, like Alaska oh, uh, down R.I.P. yeah yeah right, but like I, 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 I think why isn't Jim Buxton on fucking stage like why the fuck are we on stage like we're a bunch of dickheads who smoke bombs like, but you know what I mean like there's no yeah. ju- there's no justice or rhyme or reason it just seems to be timing or, or whatever like, it whatever is what is. it is yeah, well, I mean, you, you just can't, gotta go with it you don't can't you? look at it like and, and you know we get People asked us. We got, well, we got asked to do some fucking um, like professional. Like you're you're in a professional band or whatever. Yeah, right. I was like, no, we're fucking not, man. Like we're not even like semi-professional. <laughs> we don't even know what we're doing half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you tour hard and you work hard, yeah. There are two things I know that like regard you learn and you get better. Yeah. And and you can't discount that. Yeah. No, I think that's all we've done, man. Like, it's, it's the only thing I can think of that kind of makes us... Like, a lot of bands don't want to tour. Sure. They're, not a, they're too afraid to take time off work. But sometimes you got to say to your boss, like, hey, man, like, my heart's in this shit. Like, I'm going to yeah. fucking do this. Like, yeah. And that's what you guys have done. It's a wonderful thing. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. you quit. Like, you know, or, or you break up with someone. Like, you just... Yeah. You know, like... It's always something next to go into, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just having that... Um, I, was, well, I was listening to um, Painted Black... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, need lexicon, right. uh, and it's just like what was it? It's like finger in the having faith, having faith in the face of doubt, and that that's music. That's amazing. It's yeah. like everyone's saying you can't fucking do it. Or, or what are you earning? Like, how much are you making? Like you put money in it? It's like yeah. are you serious, man? Like when someone says like, and this is going on the fucking record, man. Yeah, yeah. For anyone out there, right, when you ask a musician, like, is there good money in that? It says more about your value system than it does about someone else's happiness. Absolutely. 110%. Yeah. So when you when you say, how's the fucking money going? That's your world and your money and that is your gratitude, right? Ask, right, are you happy doing it? Yeah. It never happens with those people. No. And fuck those people. Fuck and those people. Fuck those people hard, man. Like, <laughs> fucking poison and fuck off, like, Fuck yeah. Oh, just or not? Just readjust your fucking outlook, man. Like, have a bit of perspective. I think that's a good note think to go about what on. You're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jules, I want to thank you so much for your time. Pleasure I really to be here, Appreciate it. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, I ask this of all of my guests, and I would like to know what your favorite gig experience and your least favorite gig experiences are. Feel free to start off either or. Uh, least, least, least favorite experience is getting stabbed. That, that would be it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess you're lucky in that sense that you've got an pretty, obvious choice yeah, for that. Yeah, pretty polarising. <laughs> my, my favourite experience 
was the first time we set foot on stage out of a rehearsal studio. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Because without that first initial stepping stone, I wouldn't be here now having a yak with you, man. And having a delightful yak at that. <laughs> oh, I'm flattered. Uh, Benny's Heavy Disco EP is out now. You can pick that up through Frozen City Records. And uh, no doubt, uh, whenever you're listening to this, whether it's uh, the day it comes out or in a few months or in a few weeks, the Benny's will be on tour, so go and see them. <laughs> right on, Chief. Second high five. Thank you so much, King. Come on, Appreciate your time. Pleasure to be here, man. Thank you. I'm David James Young, and all my friends in Barbie. This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.